Hey, Dan. Hey, George. What are we going to discuss today? When was the last time you felt inspired? Mm. Let's see. September of 19... No. Um, (laughs) um, You know, that's a good question. I think if you sit down and think about it, which I am right now, you could probably say that you're inspired even in subtle ways daily. Mm. Um, I think... So we recently came back from, you would call it like an executive retreat slash planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you even want to call it an inspiration trip uh, to New York City. And I get inspired when uh, we are in the room together and we're discussing really interesting topics and conversations that really kind of di- dovetail into maybe an overarching question of um, what's next? Where do we want to go? And when we start to see, like when all these light bulbs start going off, um, even when the light bulbs are, you know, different, like, Oh, I have an idea about this. And it may even be conflicting with someone else's light bulb. It's still, that is inspiring to me, uh, cause we're in the same room, uh, we're hashing it out. And I think there's just this collective, uh, desire, um, to get it right Mm -hmm. and to move forward together as a team. So however long that takes, sometimes it takes half a day, sometimes it may take weeks, who knows, depending on the topic. Uh, but moving forward in that direction, those those types of things, those conversations um, are inspiring to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny, you you jumped right into kind of saying that inspiration happens all over the place and it can happen at different levels. But that's I think that's what I want to talk about today. Um, we, we've mentioned inspiration in the past because I think it's just a part of probably our vocabulary, the things that we think about is business owners and as creatives and as innovative leaders and all the things that we want to call ourselves. Um, but the, <laughs> right. Um, but the, the idea of inspiration is something that I, I have to lean on a lot because as, especially as my background being in creative and in design, there was such a, there was such an expectation that I could look at a blank piece of paper and just make Right. And what I found about myself pretty early on was I'm, that's actually not very, it's not true. And I actually don't know that it's very true of very, man, we're talking like the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that actually can sit down and just be like, from nothing, I will make something without looking at anything else. Right. Right. Something completely novel and new. Yeah. Right. No reference material, just going to make something from scratch. Um, so I wanted to to kind of take a, a chance to kind of unpack what is inspiration? Where does it come from? Where do you go looking mm. for it? And mm-hmm. it is, I, I feel the same way. It's off the heels of this trip that we just took um, where we got to work with some consultants. I was totally, I'm with you. I was inspired by our leadership team, the time we had together. I, I'm inspired by the people that we work with and for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even we have a, we have some channels inside of Slack. Um, one of them is Wednesday, which is getting planned, getting ready for a Wednesday celebration. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the things that come through Wednesdays, it's like, oh man, I am so inspired. Like I want to live up to the expectation that the team is already making. And, and then when they right. do demos, I'm so inspired by the demos of our work mm-hmm. because I'm not in that work day to day anymore. Right. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm inspired by our team. I'm inspired by the praise channel where we get to hear call outs of mm-hmm. this person just crushed it in that meeting and they handled this situation in this way. And, and, and we learned this. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just, a, it's really just a posture of constant learning. Yeah. And, uh, 
observing, I, you know, even inspiration comes through observing other people and how they handle hard situations. So, you know, early yeah. on in my career, you know, being whether, well, at that point, probably not in leadership, uh, if, you know, going back way early into my career, seeing how different leaders handled really tough conversations. You know, we've all been in those meetings where someone may, uh, right or wrong, ask a question or say something that it's just like, <gasps> Mm-hmm. They just actually, did they ask that? Did they actually they really there. just say that? And then yeah. watching a leader that you're kind of, not may, may or may not be your mentor, but you look up to them and how they handle that. Yeah. I remember so many times like, okay, when I get to lead people, I want to respond in that way. Or I yeah. want, I would hope that I would be the type of person that could handle that situation or care for that person in that way. Um, and even as a parent, as a dad, you know, uh, either watching people that I know and how they've parented their children, like, oh gosh. You know, I, I wish that, or I hope that I would handle that situation or even, you know, you're just in a random place, you know, maybe it could be a restaurant with your kids or whatever. And you see another dad or mom, you know, help out their little kid in a way it's like, oh, that's inspiring. I don't know. There's just yeah. something about like, oh, I can mimic or take what I've seen, what I've observed and maybe apply it to how I might, again, whether that's parenting, leading people, the work you do day in and day out, just this mimicry and observing that, um, is easy to do. And again, quite inspiring. Yeah. And it doesn't, I think, um, you said it there. It doesn't necessarily have to be that you, you take and do the exact same thing. And I think that's, what's interesting about inspiration Mm -hmm. is inspiration is, I, I was just looking at the definition, the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's this, I can be inspired by seeing how another leader, you know, responds, like you said, mm-hmm. or I can be inspired by the experience I have at a restaurant mm-hmm. and then take it back and apply that, that inspiration or the principles of that inspiration in whatever mm-hmm. context I'm working in. Um, right. So I, my wife absolutely hates it, but I, at restaurants, I adore a great customer service. Like mm-hmm. I just can't help when I see it done so well to just not be like, Oh, you see what they're doing. You see the way mm-hmm. that they're like waiting for us right there. And then this is going to happen. And then that, that menu is designed in this way. And like, and, and it's all, um, it's all physical. It's all tangible experiences. You know, it's mm-hmm. all customer service. Most of our work is digital. Mm-hmm. But we do that digital work through really great mm-hmm. customer series, you know, so mm-hmm. we're, we're, I'm always thinking like, okay, cool. How do we, how do we make them feel that way in that first meeting? Mm-hmm. How do you break down that barrier to, I don't know what I'm about to eat. This restaurant's all in French and I don't know right. how to speak French, you know, but they break that wall down. Um, it's just a really interesting way to kind of look for inspiration in lateral spaces. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah. outside of maybe your day to day, cause it's really easy to go. I'm, I'm going to go design a financial app. Let me go right. download every financial app on the, on the app store or log into every major uh, bank um, experience. That's right. good as well. I think you should do that. Mm-hmm. But the kind of lateral inspiration, I think, is where you get really good at tuning yourself mm-hmm. to be looking for inspiration everywhere. Yeah. Uh, honestly, an example of that, uh, I, uh, it was probably... I would say eight or nine years ago, I was watching, um, oh, I think some sort of lifetime achievement awards or the Kennedy awards at the JFK center in DC and Yo-Yo Ma was one of the recipients. And so they go through the montage of kind of like their early life, you know, they have this wonderful video and then the, you know, in this case, Yo-Yo Ma got to perform 
And I just remember watching him. Um, I still remember I was sitting on the couch. I was watching it. I really enjoy those shows. And just watching him play was inspiring. Um, and again, I'm not a musician. I know nothing about the cello, but to see the amount of, well, one, to know the amount of time this individual mm-hmm. has put into their craft mm-hmm. and the passion and just, just overwhelming sense of joy you can see that they get in performing their craft and the work of their hands. I remember like, that's inspiring. Now, obviously yeah. I'm not going to go learn the cello. That's not the application there. Just the application there. Yeah. <laughs> the application there is like, okay, how can I, what does it look like to be that dedicated or disciplined or diligent um, in my work, but also uh, to find that level of joy in your work as well. Uh, when you see someone's like, Again, they could be a cellist or they could be a chef or they could be whatever, but the inspir- the lateral inspiration there is how can I take that level of, again, dedication and discipline and the meaning and purpose they find in their work? And then maybe even that's more of a reflection to ask myself of, well, what meaning am I finding in my work? And then when mm-hmm. I find that really latching on and trying to express that meaning to others. So anyways, that's a, a good example that came to mind thinking about that lateral inspiration. It's interesting. I'm I'm trying to, oh, I didn't plan this out, but I'm trying to think through like, what are the different levels of inspiration? So you're talking there about like almost a inspiration of why, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're inspired mm-hmm. by his motivation, by his purpose, by his craft, by his like passion for what he does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then, then there's the uh, inspiration of maybe like the how, like how does he, how does he play the cello or how does that customer service play out that way? Or how did they design that interface? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this inspiration of how I want to, I want to know the process. I want to know the approach that they took. This is why I love, we love nerding out learning. You know, I, no, maybe I love nerding out on, uh, you know, watching videos on like how other companies actually do agile or mm-hmm. having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, when we were traveling, it was, I think that was part of the conversations we had with, some of the other companies we were talking to is, you know, there is the, there's the books that you read that tell you mm-hmm. that this is the perfect way to do things. And then there's the day-to-day or like real life application. Like how, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Right. Oh, okay. Well we, we meet, you know, we do a daily stand up. Okay. But yeah, but do you actually stand up? I mean like there's, you know, the religion of agile says you stand up and you're standing mm-hmm. up in person, yep. but now we're all remote. So how do you do it remote? How do you do it asynchronously? So there's the kind of inspiration of how, which is, I think probably, probably the thing that I'm drawn to the most because I love process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe there, there's an inspiration of the what. So, mm-hmm. like, what what is it that we're trying to make, or mm-hmm. what is it that we should make, or what's something that's like the thing we're trying to make? So that when I was mm-hmm. designing UX, that's where I went a lot. I would go. And you know, I used to joke that the only reason that people would hire me was because I looked at more things than they did, mm-hmm. you know, like they could learn to design. It's just moving pixels around a screen. But yeah. I was, I took more time to study interfaces than they did. So I just knew how to move things around the screen in a better way than they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what the college course teaches is you, you know, how right, to say it. Right. That's, that's effectively what I had done and then just got better and better at that to the point where I didn't have to go study a new interface every time I opened, you know, mm. Slack or, or, or Sketch or Figma or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, the kind of the why, the, the how, the what, is, are there other levels of inspiration? I mean, I'm just thinking kind of yeah. like, 
I think it's the difference where, you know, you go and see a, a wonderful movie, you walk away like, ah, that was really, that story was inspiring. Yeah. You're probably, you may not apply much of it, but the message or the more, you know, the, the, the cliche, the moral of the story or the way that yeah. character, you know, kind of had that down downturn, that downfall and then came out of it. Um, right. You know, there's the inspirational story that kind of like leave, leaves with you as you get in your car and, and drive away. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the, the, you know, the TED talk. Uh, that you might watch of of someone who's actually in your field and they're a leader in your field. It's like, okay, I'm going to, that's immediately, you know, that could be more of a how or a what I'm going to go and take this talk or I'm going to share this talk with my team. Hey, watch mm -hmm. this. I think there's something we can learn here and maybe modify our way of doing X, Y, or Z uh, because of this person's talk. Or again, a book. That's a great, you know, you read a book, it's like, okay, I want to do this book study at work or with a group of people because I think it was re really meaningful. And I think what would it look like for us to model whatever we're doing after this process or how could we apply it again? Yeah. I think it's, it's just those, those experiences kind of help, I guess, frame that in my mind of an inspired story that I'm going to take and just be generally inspired by. And then there's the, oh, wow, okay, I've learned something, it's inspirational, and now I want to apply it. And I think at work, I think that's kind of typically where we land in, because we're always yeah. trying to make ourselves better. I mean, that's a value of ours, constant improvement. And so, you know, you go to a conference, you listen to a call or a TED talk, um, and you come back, it's like, okay, that was really interesting. I'm very inspired. Now, how might we? Yeah. You know, how many how times we, have you, how, dot, dot, yeah. dot. <laughs> how many times have yeah. you, uh, have you and I talked where I, you know, you had just read a book or I had just read a book and we're like, dude, you got to read this. Like, right. Right. This, this is like, this is kind of what we've been talking about, but it, it takes us to that next level and we have to like change everything. And the hard part, I think the shadow side of inspiration is comparison. Right. Mm, so I think, mm -hmm. I think the shadow side is that it's really easy to go, well, I'm inspired by that, but I'm not that. And so I mm -hmm. can't be that. And I don't know how I'd achieve that. How can we even get there? Um, like, look, look at all the resources they have. I mean, transparently, we were, we were, we met with um, a number of different companies of vastly different sizes, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. the, the company that's about the same size as us, 60, 70 folks, mm -hmm. um, a lot of parallels, like so yeah. much of the way that we approach work and people and, process is very much the same. They had some differences, but, and we kind of wrote down lots of notes of in those differences, but it was really the inspiration was, was affirming. There was like a certain sense of I'm inspired by this because we had all these questions of whether or not we were doing the right thing. But then yep. seeing that somebody else is also doing it similar because they're in a similar stage to us, it's like, okay, we're where we need to be. This is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, then talking yeah. to the organization that had 250,000, 300,000 employees mm -hmm. and, and it's like them, them even recognizing, Hey, I'm going to share how we do it, but understand I've got a team of like 700 people I could pull in if I really needed to. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I need insight into a particular subject matter expert in a particular area, we mm -hmm. probably have that person on staff somewhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's not a luxury we have at this stage. Some big companies have that. Yep. But the inspiration, the principles behind that going, yeah, but the internet's a big place. If I need such subject matter experts, I could go find them, 
right? Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. we can take that same principle even if it's not inside of our lar- our smaller organization. So I it was interesting to go, oh, I've got to pull on this in different ways without comparing myself because I could say, we well, you know two hundred fifty thousand employees, we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, there, and then the stretch to get to that is, you know, 30 years away and there's no way we're going to get that to that size. And because of that, we can't ever do that good of work, you yeah. know, like that's the excuse yeah. you can make. That's an interesting point. You know, if you look at, yeah, the shadow side or just something to be uh, aware of when you think about being inspired is there is so much information out there. We can be inspired by thousands of different pieces of content, videos, uh-huh. books, uh-huh whatever. Uh, there's just so much information out there. And so both as an individual, but also, um, whether you're in a small team or, you know, if you're more at the comp- the whole company level is what level of inspiration do you maybe use in your day to day? So mm-hmm. maybe I read a business book. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to shift my coaching style just a yeah. little bit because of this. And yeah. maybe, Hey, I read this, if this helps you, great. If not, and then there's other things where as, you know, owners and his leaders were like, oh, okay, this could be like an inflection point. Like this type of new inspiration, is this something that we need to bring into our culture at large? And that's a bigger conversation of like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. And so there's just so much information. Sometimes it's like, okay, what do I do with this inspiration? Decision paralysis. Do, <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do we, do we do something with it? Do yeah. I do something with it? Um, does it just color that, what we're doing? Meaning like, yeah. Does it inform? Yeah. Does it maybe give a different, you know, kind of granularity to what we're doing or is this a wholesale shift? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. And we haven't had a whole lot of wholesale, wholesale shifts in our company history, but we've worked with companies that have been making those big shifts. And that even in of itself is inspiring to see their willingness to go there, right? Their willingness to take that level of risk I know I can think back to one of our clients a few years back that he had a laser focus on what he wanted to do. It was, I'm going to grow this company to this, you know, this much revenue, this much value, these many customers, and then I'm going to sell it. Like it was just crystal clear to him that he had the opportunity to scale it up to this size and then to take advantage of that size and sell it off because of that focus, because of that kind of, um, you know, you know, really lasering in every decision he made bounced right off of that purpose. You know, I Mm. know I'm growing this thing to solve this problem to this size and someone else is going to take it and grow it beyond there. But Mm -hmm. it was inspiring because we all often don't have even from ourselves or with, with our clients, we don't have someone that has that level of, of focus. And so even the level of focus was inspiring, right? Man, maybe we, yeah. I think we, you, you and I, I, you and I even kind of stepped away and was like, how do we have that level of, right. of like laser purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, that's just a good example of someone really stepping in and he did it. And that's the other thing is like, he actually stuck with it and that played out that way. And they, you know, went on to be quite successful in that exit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other times where, where I've been inspired like that from either a client or I know you've worked with several mentors or mm. even the companies that we went and visited when we were in London or the companies that obviously we got to chat to in New York from a business perspective, where, what are some other stories or companies that you can think of where you go? Yeah, that I want to take what they're doing there and apply mm-hmm. it to what we're doing here. Mm. Um, well, 
two things. One really uh, directly related. Another one that kind of just came from your question there is that um, I've, uh, getting out to a new space, um, getting away from your current space, uh, really instigates, um, I think for broadly speaking, but, you know, owning myself here, um, can be, you know, meeting new people, new space can be, uh, it's both exciting, but it's also uncomfortable. And I yeah. think that level of discomfort, I don't know, does something to the, just the wiring in your brain, in my brain to where, um, new thoughts, ideas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even just making connections of when I'm inspired. I think I'm just more attuned to it because I'm out of my comfort zone yeah. um, of just that new space. So um, those typically I've been most inspired when I'm out of my normal space, normal rhythm. So I think that's a really good thing to do on a periodic basis. Um, there was one conversation. I don't even remember who it was. I just remember it was either I don't know if it was a conference or I was at some sort of like maybe a lunch or a dinner and, uh, several years ago, probably, you know, maybe we were six years into business. I just remember coming back, there was this business owner, uh, someone asked him a question at my table and I was just really inspired and impressed with how much he, um, he just knew the health of his business just, just like that. And it was around like measuring. And so I asked him some follow-up questions and this business owner just knew, knew what was important from a metric standpoint. Like, you know, there's the typical metrics, but they had their own and he knew based on those, he goes, he had this full holistic, uh, uh, picture of our company is doing well because I, I know these four data points or whatever. And I was like, man, that is, that is really inspiring to me to be able to at any point know what's important because if whatever gets measured gets managed and if it's managed, it means it's important to you. And so walking away like, okay, what's really important to, you know, to Crema, to our company, you know, again, we have these metrics, but what's maybe some of those underlying fundamental foundational metrics that are important to us specifically in our time and space. Um, and we were able to d- develop some over the years, but it was just, I, I just remember vividly walking back to the office thinking like, I, I, w- I want to know that as an owner, mm-hmm. I would want to be able to say like, oh yeah, our business is doing great because of this, 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 and this. And it's having just that consistent understanding of the health of the business in whatever way it could be culturally, financially, whatever uh, way you want to uh, measure it. But yeah, again, I can't remember his name. Don't even remember the the function, but I do remember coming back. And in some way, that's what's beautiful about inspiration is if you're tuning yourself to look for it all the time, it isn't about the specific, the specific context or the specific person or the specific conversation. It's about the principle of the inspiration, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You, you took away from that, this level of, you know, how to measure and what to measure, how to prioritize what's important, you know? Yeah. Insights. Yeah. Insights. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something, if we bring it back down to the team level, there's, there's one thing that you and I are, are constantly tuning ourselves to look for inspiration as business owners, right? As entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or um, as people thinking about what the future of CREMA, you know, our organization looks like. There's another thing to take it down to the level of that, that team that's building product, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think as you start to think about yourself being on a team, that is being tasked to go quote unquote, build something innovative and disruptive. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Where do you get started? Now, the the impulse can be, like I said earlier, oh, well, the only way we're going to accomplish that well 
and look smart is if we've got all the ideas in our own head. Hmm. And I'm convinced nobody has any truly original ideas in their own head. What we're, what we're good, what humans are good at doing is collecting multiple pieces of inspiration from multiple areas, bringing those down, squeezing out the pieces that we like and, and are good, mm. and, then, and then applying it in a meaningful way, and then testing our assumptions to figure out, you know, is, is my app that pulls from, you know, Salesforce and pulls from um, uh, QuickBooks and pulls from these three different places, but squeezes it out to have this one unique value prop, is that, is that the next innovative thing? Right. Is mm-hmm. it, is it that we don't mm-hmm. need to have a Salesforce clone? We don't need to have a QuickBooks clone. We don't need to have a CRM clone, but I want this little thing that fits, fits in the space between, mm-hmm. but the, you know, QuickBooks and Salesforce have been in business for how many years? Yeah. They've figured out a few things. Mm-hmm. So let's go look at them, get inspiration. Don't try to copy them, mm. but to, 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 to then apply what, what, what is useful. So that's, that's at a product level at a process level. I think the same is true. How can a product manager, how can a, a product team that is, you know, working in a cross-functional way, talk to their peers. So mm-hmm. we refer to that as our craft teams. How does right. a de- developer on one team go talk to a developer on a completely different client project focus purpose, et cetera, and go, Hey, how are you, uh, you know, how are you uh, approaching Redux or, mm-hmm. or, you know, that particular library, how are you pushing your testing, um, framework mm-hmm. that inspiration can then inform how you do your work better. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're talking about is learning, but mm-hmm. learning for the sake of learning, it's like, okay, well, no, how do you start to tune for what to learn for and mm-hmm. get excited when you see something you go, Hmm, I need to take that back. I need yeah. to do something with that. Yeah, I think learning and being inspired can be mutually exclusive, but I think most of the time they're pretty they're pretty well integrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's hard to walk away from something being, again, whether you're inspired by the message of a story or you're inspired by how someone's doing something that's uh, like what you do, um, you're going to walk away with some level of, I would probably use the word change. And mm-hmm. I think if you change, you've learned something. Yeah. You've by nature learned something because you're changing. You learn like, oh, this way of being or doing is just a little bit better or way better than the way I'm doing or being right now. And so I'm going to yeah. change that. That in itself is learning. Um, I mean, so you could say that conferences, you know, you go to a conference and to be you're inspired. both learning, but you're also, you know, if you get to hear this keynote you've been wanting to hear for the last four years of your career. Uh, sure, you're going to take away the message and learn something, but I think part of the reason is is because it's inspiring and just the collective experience of being in a room to be inspired by, but also learn. Again, I think enhances each other. And I th- I think that um, I could be wrong in saying this, but I think that in order to have inspiration reach its full potential, it has to motivate to action in some way. Hmm. Meaning. That action may just be an emotional response. Like, you know, I'm inspired by that movie. It makes me feel good. But also, ideally, if you're inspired by something, I think when it, when it's when you use inspiration well, you're going, how does this change me? Mm-hmm. How does this change the way I see the world? How does this way change the way that I see my work or mm-hmm. see the product we're making? If you just 
if inspiration just comes in all the time, which I think is a risk of social media or feeds or content mm-hmm. or, you know, 24 hour news or whatever, the the risk there is like you said earlier, I wonder how do I prioritize all this inspiration? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got, I'm just inspired all over the place, but if it's not turned into action, then I think inspiration is, is, is wasted. Yeah. I, and I would add, I would add, uh, action or just, a. a, a a renewed way of thinking. Like mm. if something's caused you to maybe just give you a point of view, you sure. know, maybe you read a book or it could be, it could be a fiction book and you know, a number of different topics within our culture or whatever sphere that you find yourself in is talked about or kind of hinted at in that book. Next time you're at a conversation with someone, you know, over a drink or in a group, and that comes up, you might have a different way of thinking. You're like, oh, you know what? I just read this book. It was fascinating. And it kind of changed my thinking. I think that in and of itself yeah. is you've been inspired by either the message or what some, how someone acted. And so your thinking has changed. You may not become an activist about that topic, but your thinking has changed. But I would suggest you just took an action. If you're changing the way, if you're bringing that into a conversation, you're not letting it be a thing that just got stuck in your brain and only stayed there. You, you had mm-hmm. started to apply it to conversation. You started to apply mm-hmm. it to the next context. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would say that that's that you took an action in that, in that example, at least. Um, and I, I get what you're saying that like you, yeah. sometimes it's just a shifting of thinking. Uh, there's, there's or perspective a level, or yeah, or your point of view. Right. Yep. Yeah. But if you, if you don't like, we could shift our perspective or point of view, but if you don't actually make a change or if you don't, speak it, or if you don't test it, or if you don't do something with it, then again, mm-hmm. it's just, it didn't, it didn't serve its purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I remember we were at a, a conference with, um, Kurt Thompson and mm-hmm. he was talking about this idea of putting yourself, how do you say it? Maybe you can remember putting yourself in the way of beauty, mm-hmm. putting, putting yourself in situation, intentionally putting yourself in situations where you know, you're going to be inspired, mm-hmm. right? So that might mean, you know, get away from your computer and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Or that might mean pick up the phone and have a conversation with that person that you're like, you know what? I bet they know. I bet they have an interesting perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Or it may mean take the next 30 minutes and go catch up on your medium articles or, you know, scroll through a particular uh, hashtag inside of TikTok because you're like, I need to get some ideas here. I need mm-hmm. to, I need to think about this in a different way or new perspective or it, it definitely go and talk to someone who's not like you, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously you and I, we, we share so much. We're very different mm-hmm. in personality, mm-hmm. but we share so much of life and work that sometimes we can kind of bounce and just be like thinking the same sure. way. And go, well, I'm, you know who I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to Laura about that. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. go talk to, um, you know, my wife about that or someone who mm-hmm. really kind of sees the world in a different way than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you can, and then you come back inspired. You're like, Oh, they had a great perspective on this. Right. I, I, let's, let's, let's talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I don't know. I'm literally physically inci- excited right now. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I want to go. I want to go be inspired. Cause that's, I think what I'm going to go run outside. I'm just going to go run outside. Frolic in the front yard and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> be inspired by the, the rain that's and right. the grass, you know? <laughs> um, no, I think this is a good conversation because I, I think sometimes we overcomplicate process and approach and systems and, um, and I think those are all good things, but sometimes it's as simple as putting yourself in the way of inspiration so that you learn and then can apply that to getting mm-hmm. better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love okay. it. Okay. That's a good conversation. This is a short one today, but uh, I really Gosh, like it. I felt it. like we solved a lot of world problems with this one right now. Well, maybe not. Okay. Maybe. No, I, yeah. That's maybe, maybe should, overshooting just a little bit. Yeah. But. We could go. We should go look for some inspiration on, on those topics. <laughs> yes. I agree. Dan, it's always good chat with you. Good to catch up. Likewise. See you next time. Cheers. This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with support from Julie Branson and Steph Inger. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.